Welcome into the Peloton People Podcast. I am your host, Anderson Keithley, and today I am joined by my lovely co-host, William Keithley. How are you, Anderson? I am doing great today. How are you? I'm doing awesome. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. It's a it's a big day, you know, if you love candy, but, you know, in COVID times, it's kind of tough to uh, even know how Halloween's going to be celebrated. Yeah, I know. Everybody's saying, like, you know, it's so rare that Halloween's actually on a Saturday night, the perfect night for Halloween to be on, and now nobody can really go do anything. Yeah, and I don't know about everybody else, but here in Nashville, the weather right now is pretty perfect. It is. It's a little cold inside, though. Yeah, a little cold inside. We call that free AC. It's something we do around here, but boy, does it feel good. Yeah, if it was like 100 degrees in the summer right now, it would feel so good in the house. Yeah, it would be awesome, <laughs> but yeah. That is about all the Halloween talk we have right now. Speaking of Halloween, though, one final thing. You see that Peloton instructors are doing some Halloween-themed rides with their own costumes, even. I saw that. Did you do any Halloween rides this week? I have not yet, but I might do the Jess King experience from a couple days ago, which I believe she was dressed up in either Jess King get-up or a costume. Very cool. I did not do a Halloween ride either. I, I, I picked a weird system this week of uh, picking classes, and I'll share that with you a little bit later. It's, yeah. It's pretty strange. We'll dive into that. But first, we want to start a segment on this podcast, and it is known basically as our weekly shout-out. So this is all our fans out there that we want to shout-out, or people that we would just like to thank for following us and or just joining us along this journey. So our first shout-out goes to the entire Baird family. Nikki Baird, you know who you are. That is my girlfriend, and her entire family has been very supportive in this whole thing. And on top of that, they do have their own Peloton bike back at home. So we like to race. So shout-out the Baird fam. We'd also like to shout-out Haji 47 That's his leaderboard name on Peloton, so you guys make sure to go follow him. Also, Chip Rice and the Monk Familia. Thank you to all you guys for supporting us. But yes, we want to do weekly shout-outs, so this is our first weekly shout-out of hopefully many weeks to come. Very cool, very cool. And we didn't have a lot of hate mail this week, so that was a good thing. We had none at all. We didn't have any hate mail. <laughs> all right, so uh, next let's uh, talk about like tips we discovered this week. Um, I, it, this this uh, podcast is a little unusual in that it's for anybody that Pelotons, but... And we're all at different stages of our journey as well, but sometimes I just stumble upon stuff, and I know you do too, because there's not really a big guidebook. Um, there's some good um, reading on Reddit. It has a good Peloton group. Facebook has a great Peloton group. So you can kind of learn stuff just by reading a lot, but sometimes you just stumble into stuff. One thing I found this week that I thought was really cool was you can race yourself. And what I mean by that is if you've taken the class before, or say you've taken a class 10 times before, you can go on the filters and just filter by yourself, and then you will see yourself against yourself. Um, as a matter of fact, I just did this for the first time this past week, and myself from about three weeks ago really destroyed me, my, my current self, which was a little bit embarrassing, but I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with my three weeks, ago, old, my three weeks old self, but that's probably because I'm just getting older. Um, but it's really neat. So, like, if you have, and let's say you take the same class 10 times, then you'll be on your own leaderboard against yourself. And it's real time, unlike the PR, your PR bar that, that says your score of the class 
in that you can see it's it's keeping up with yourself at the exact same time, whereas the PR bar, it just averages over the whole class. So I thought that was really cool. Have you tried that yet? I have not, but that is very interesting that you talk about that because I used to do a Hidden Hills ride where I was trying to chase my own PR of about above 500 for 30 minutes. You did that ride all the time. All yeah, the because time. that was one of the most difficult rides on Peloton, if you sorted by difficulty. And it had great music, and Ben Aldis is the instructor, and I absolutely love Ben. He's a great instructor, really knows what he's talking about. He's a great Hills guy. But I tried to get this all the time, and if I had known that I could have raced myself, then I feel like that would have really shifted things for me, and I could have seen what I needed to do to get my PR. And if you click on one of the riders, once again, let's say you have 10 spots, if you've done the class 10 other times, you can click on the top one, and it'll just pull that one out where you can see exactly what speed you were riding at that point in the ride and your cadence and all that kind of stuff. It's really neat, all the analytics you can do. I think that's one of the neatest things about having the Peloton equipment is is just all the analytics. I used to do Peloton a little bit before we had Peloton. I would use the app sometimes, and it just wasn't as engaging. It was still cool, but it just it it, it wasn't it wasn't the whole experience, which which I think is kind of fun. Um, another thing that's kind of neat that I discovered this week, and I discovered this looking at Anderson's profile, but at the bottom of the profile, it says, and this is on the Peloton bike or the tread. But at, at, on their profile, there's a music tab at the very bottom. You can click on that, and if the person's um, made it public, you can see all their songs that they've um, favorited. So I was able to see like everything that Anderson had liked, and I could go down there and click on it myself, and it would have gone to my playlist. So I just thought that was really kind of cool, too. I, I just stumbled upon that just playing around with it, so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, oh, so here's another thing I've been doing. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I have trouble choosing a ride or a run or, or whatever. It, it, it can be just so much that it's just it's just paralyzing. But so this week I did something kind of fun just to test it out. And so what I did is I started with biking on the odd days and running on the treadmill or walking or walk running on the even days. So what I would do is I would go into the class that I just took. If it, was, if it was a bike class, I would go into the bike class, look at the last class I took, view results, and the person that was right above me on the leaderboard, I would click on them and then take the last class that they took. So it, it took out all the choice that I had and it kind of got me into some classes that I wouldn't have normally taken. It was actually kind of fun. And if you, if you friend that person, then you can race them in that new class that you're taking. Of course, they don't know you're racing them, but you can race them in that new class and you can see all their, their stats. You already know they're kind of comparable to you and it can just push you just a little bit harder. I just thought it was really fun. Do you have any, any strange systems that, you, that you've tried yet? Or how do you pick a class? Honestly, I pick based solely off music or favorite instructor. So I always search recent stuff. And if I'm trying to push for a PR, I go difficult classes or classes I've already taken, like the one I mentioned, because that's how I get PR chases. But almost always I could PR if I really wanted to in a class. But music has a huge deal to do with it for me personally, just because 
I need good music to get going. I love rap music. If it's like hype pop, I can get into that, but I'm mainly a hip-hop rap guy, so any classes that have good hip-hop music, not like the mainstream stuff, I'm usually a fan of it. That's that's kind of how I was before I tried this system this week, and I always pick based on music first, really more so than instructors, because I really like all the instructors. But this this week was really interesting. I took two Alley Love classes on the bike, pop classes. I think they were pop rides, and they were both awesome. I mean, I don't really listen to pop music that much. I, I like the classic rock, and I like the uh, Broadway rides, and then the special theme rides. I think they're always fun. And the artist the artist series rides are a lot of fun too. So, but uh, that was kind of that's kind of what I did this week. And um, Favorite class that you did this week? What, what was yours? My favorite class was the 15-minute boss ride with Allie Love, the date 10-29-20, at 5.45 a.m. If any of you guys would be interested in taking that class. It had some really good music. It had Rockstar by DaBaby, one of my favorite songs, and just a lot of good rap music. And I just like I mentioned, rap music is usually what can get me going the most. And I really enjoyed the class. Allie Love is a pretty decent instructor. Not one of my favorites, but she's got good music, and it's always a fun time, so, you know, I enjoyed it. (laughs) Oh, and I just looked up Anderson's results before we came on today, and his standing right now in that class is 389 out of 13,284. So he's way, way better than me. I think if I'd taken the same class, I would have probably been about 12,284 out of 13,284. Maybe even a little a little worse. So he's a little bit he's a little bit better on, than me. My favorite class of the week was um, a walk run class um, taught by Rebecca Kennedy. The class date was ten nineteen twenty at nine thirty a.m. What I loved about this class, well, I love walk run classes anyway on the treadmill, and we'll get into our treadmill in a minute. But but <laughs> the first song was Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf. It's about an eight, eight and a half minute song, and I just love that song. I always have, and it was just so much fun to start off a class with that song. And uh, I really like Rebecca Kennedy, too. It was, um, she she had, she was so much fun, it just went by so quick. And uh, learned that she tried out for the New England Patriot uh, cheerleaders. So that was my fun fact I found out about her. It seems like all the instructors, every class or so, will drop like a little... A little nugget in there, and you kind of kind of piece together their biographies by by that. So that was my favorite of the week. Um, yeah, it was thirty minute class. So yeah, that sounds like a pretty solid class. Walk runs are always fun. That is also going to be a new segment we're going to have on here: weekly PRs and or weekly favorite classes. So to get you guys involved too, to get on the classes that we enjoy, because I mean we've got varying styles here and varying music taste. But if we certainly agree on a ride or something, or a, a walk or run or anything, that's when you guys know you just have to take it. Because if we're in total agreement on something, then it's got to be great. Have you done the Hamilton ride yet? Still have not. The word on the street is when I do the Hamilton, I will get a PR. So I do need a couple days to prepare for that because I will try to go really hard on that one. I got a PR on the Pam- Hamilton ride, and then I couldn't ride for two or three days after I was so I was so whooped. But uh, you'll you'll love it. It's a it's a great ride. Anderson loves the Hamilton soundtrack, and uh, he and Nikki sing it all the time. As a matter of fact, so I sort of know it just from listening to them sing it all the time. 
<laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, share your favorite classes of the week with us too. Um, or if there's anything we really need to try, try to take, uh, that would be fun to know. Um, next thing we're going to talk about is our, last week we touched on how we got our bike and, and, and that story. And this week we're going to touch on how we got our treadmill because it's a little more involved. Um, a little? Yeah, yeah, a little. We, uh, the, the gentleman we bought our bike from also had a treadmill for sale. And the whole way back, we were like, boy, I wonder if we should have bought that treadmill. And then it was, well, it never would have fit in our car, so it's kind of a mute point. And it was seven to eight hour round trip anyway. So we just let it go. And a few days later, I just looked online, and it had already been sold. So then we started looking for treadmills. First of all, it, it's so expensive, the treadmill. And I don't even think Peloton was delivering them in our area at the time. So we started looking used. And even a used uh, treadmill is pretty expensive, I think. But we finally found one that was at a pretty good price. And it was in Franklin, Tennessee, which is about 30 minutes away from us here in Nashville. And uh, so we called them up and they said, yeah, we have it and we could come look at it. And so... But we were going to have to take it down ourselves, all the stuff. So I looked online at the manual to how to take it apart. Because we were going to have to take it apart because it was upstairs. And I saw it was, how much does that thing weigh? Like 450 pounds. Yeah, I mean, just incredibly heavy, especially upstairs. So Anderson and I drive to Franklin to look at it that night. We weren't going to get it till the next day if we if we wanted it. But we wanted to go look at it to see how hard it was going to be to take apart. We go, we look. It was in great shape. I mean, great shape. But if I'd known what I know now, I don't think we ever would have gotten it. But but so then we put our crew together. It was a couple of Anderson's friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Thomas and Austin. And we all show up there the next day. Now, to make it even more interesting, we couldn't wear shoes in these people's house. They wouldn't let us wear shoes. So and we're, so we're upstairs. It's all carpeted. We take it apart, no problem. And I I think I know how to put it back together. Um, yeah, yeah. Keyword is thing. But to, but to mention on the no shoes point, we we kind of pride ourselves on low key being professional movers because we move stuff all the time. We do. So we know what we're doing. And if you guys know how to move things as well, having no shoes is a big old deal especially on carpet with socks on going downstairs uh, it was it was really really hard and the treadmill for those of you who have it you know it is so heavy i mean it is it is ridiculously heavy besides the fact this house was up on a big hill too so once we got it downstairs we still had to go outside and then go down a big hill with stairs uh, unbelievable so <laughs> We're, <laughs> this thing is so heavy, and we're bringing it down the stairs, trying not to bump anything while the people are watching us because they don't want anything to happen. They're selling their house, so they don't want us to mess up anything, which I totally understand. Oh, they were awesome, too, by the way. Um, it's, and, and we didn't mind not wearing shoes. But, <laughs> but so we, we get it outside. We had to set it down a couple of times, and then we put it in the back of my Prius, and which amazingly it fit. Now the the rails, the handrails, we put that in Thomas's car, and then off off we went. And we were spent. And Austin had to peel off, so it was just Thomas Anderson and I when we got it to our house. 
Now, we were just putting it on the bottom floor, but oh my goodness. You go ahead, you tell the rest. Well, it was a straight shot in to the house, at least. We parked on the street, so we had to come through the yard, so we had to avoid the stairs on the side. So we come in, and there's three of us having to carry a 450-pound object now. And, I mean, that's a lot of weight for everybody at an awkward angle, and a lot of it, not everybody has equal amounts of weight. We're coming in, somebody's going backwards, we got sideways, it feels like this, that, and the other. So we have to prop open the door, and the door is not, you know, opening all the way because it just doesn't. So we have to somehow finagle our way into the door to get it into the workout room to then drop it in the workout room and then reassemble it. But fortunately, we did get it reassembled perfectly. Yes. It works like a charm, no issues. But this was one of the heaviest objects ever. And after carrying it, my arms were dead for days. Oh, yeah, I was trash. I mean, you just, it hurt the back. It hurt everything. Was it worth it? I'm not really sure anymore. But, you know, I do love the treadmill. I love the boot camp classes. So, you know, I would say it was honestly worth it in the end. But that short-term pain, I, I have not experienced that kind of soreness in my arms probably ever. And it was just a beast of a machine. And honestly, that's how you know a machine's pretty good. And the good news is no one can steal it because if you steal it, you're going to need an entire crew. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, nobody's getting away with the treadmill. As a matter of fact, if, if we ever leave, it probably has to just stay here. It, 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 it is so... So if you're thinking about getting a used one, either hire somebody to, to get it for you or or don't. Get, get a new one. Um, I'm interested to see the new treadmills that are coming out. They're supposed to be a lot smaller yep. and a lot lighter, so they won't be as big of a footprint. But I do like the durability of this one, which I guess is a good thing since we bought it used. We don't have the warranty on our bike either, so you know that is something we have to worry about a little bit. But hopefully the savings that we that we got initially will will help some of that. And I really like the treadmill. I've actually done more treadmill classes than um, Anderson. He does a lot of boot camp classes on it. And I do a lot of walking or just walk running. A few run classes, but I'm just not that great of a runner. And that's my background. I used to be a real runner. And so I think, actually, if I can ever get back... Well, I'm old now, so I'm never going to be as good as I was. But if I could just get myself going again in the right direction, I, I really think I've got a lot of room to improve on the running. I'm slow on it, just like the bike. But I'm a better runner than I am a biker, so... But I just love it. I love the whole the whole experience of it. I like doing some running. I like doing some cycling, um, floor exercises, yoga. I, I just like the whole experience. So, you have anything else to add? Yeah, it's a total body workout. The treadmill's pretty great. It adds a lot of dynamic to your workout. And you're able to just do varying things if you've got the treadmill and the bike. So, his system of alternating odd and even days, while it seems a little silly, is not that bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't particularly do that. When I want to do a boot camp, I sort of just do it. And there's no rhyme or reason to me really doing anything on Peloton. You know, I just kind of go out to chill, have some fun. But you can see, like, one of the main things I do is boot camp on the tread. And I now do bike boot camp. And I, I must say, I do love the boot camp. I feel like I touched on this last episode of the podcast, but... Boot camp is the way of life for me. I love it. Do you feel like Mr. Rogers taking your shoes on and off when you're doing a boot camp? No, I don't. I can't say I feel like Mr. Rogers. But one thing I will say, if you guys are nervous about the boot camp because of the shoe transitions, they do give you plenty of time to put on 
and take off your shoes and clip back in and all this. And they really stress that join whenever you can instead of this idea of we have to go fast, fast, fast. So that's one of the nicest things. But, you know, I'm looking at my profile right now on my computer, and you can see that I'm at 91 cycling classes, so I'm almost in the Century Club. And we started this whole thing on June 3rd, back in the early days of the COVID pandemic. And, you know, now we're here. And <laughs> Anderson's done 469 total workouts. He got his T-shirt for doing stretching. Yep. Um, he he's really good about doing all his stretches, like they always say too on the classes. Well, I probably have five stretches. Well, to... let me tell you, stretching is just as important. Oh, I know. That's that's probably why I feel so bad all the time. I know. That's why I'm getting <laughs> these crazy PRs. I preach recovery these days, people. And if you listen to the podcast enough, you will learn that recovery is just as important to me, and it's just as important to the instructors. And that's why it should be just as important to each and every one of you listening to this. So, are you saying that I'm doing it all wrong? I'm not saying you're doing it all wrong. I'm just saying. Uh, a stretch or two wouldn't hurt, you know? I, I, I'll i say it. I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> well, there's a reason on Peloton that they got pre- and post-ride stretches, you know? They know what they're doing. So, yeah, guys, make sure you go ahead and do those stretches when you're getting ready to do some hard workouts or yoga. You know, and active recovery days are great, too. You see on Peloton, if you follow them on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, Sometimes they'll tweet out members what they're doing for the week, and you see that most members have one or two off days, which they label as active recovery days. So that essentially means they're doing yoga or some sort of stretching or anything to improve their bodies, and that's just as important as the actual workout. Very cool. Now, I guess that's about it for this week. Um, Next week, we're actually having a guest, right? Yeah, next week, we're not going to tell you who it is just quite yet, but next week, we do have a guest lined up, so it's going to be awesome. They're a great Pelotoner. You guys will enjoy it. Are they famous? I mean, low-key famous. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I'd yeah. say they're a, they're a low-key famous yeah, person. Yeah, low-key low key celebrity. Local-level local celebrity. Yeah, a local-level celebrity. But I hope you guys did enjoy this episode of the Peloton People Podcast. I know we did, but make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Peloton People. And if you guys have any suggestions, ideas, or want to share your favorite rides with any of us, go ahead and DM us or comment on any of our posts. We would really appreciate it, but... And what's your, uh, what's your username for Peloton if anybody wants to follow you? My leaderboard name is AndersonAK11. And mine is Peloton underscore people. So Peloton people, well, Peloton underscore people, and it's a picture of our dog, Willow. So that's how you'll tell it's me. Yeah, well, thank you guys for all the support. That was a great episode, too, and we will catch you next week with episode three with a local celebrity. (laughs) Happy Halloween, and make sure to vote.